Welcome back to the Grandstand P Money here in Paris. And we got F. Knowles, whose real name is Ryan in New York. <laughs> yeah, let's just be clear about that, y'all. I feel like every week we have to kind of remind people in case, yeah. in case your family's listening. Who the fuck is F. Knowles? <laughs> yeah, and then just drop F bombs. I'll get a text from my mom later like, you need to clean up your mouths. <laughs> oh, man. Miami. All right. So this. This was actually the race that I was the most worried about this whole year in terms of uh, cringe worthiness. Um, and I'd say it, it delivered. It delivered this year. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the cringe factor was definitely lower than last year, I felt. Yes, yes. I think they toned down the cringe. I Yeah, the cringe was less wasn't as, as, uh, as prominent as last year's as last year's race, which was goddamn. You know, last year, remember, they actually had those, they had a marina that was painted on the ground. And this year, they actually, and they made, you know, like everyone was talking about it last year, uh, they're trying to have to do a fake marina uh, for those drone shots. And this year, they actually put water where the marina was, and no one even realized that. <laughs> oh, really? That's funny. This year, we just had Will I Am conducting. <laughs> The a F1 lot of Will I Am this weekend, dude. Yeah, a little, more, a little, more, a little too much for me. More, <laughs> more Will I Am than I, I'm that I am willing to have in my life. Absolutely. What What did you think of the LL Cool J intro for the drivers, dude? I kind of, I kind of liked it. Um, he was doing a little bit. the The reading off the cards was a little too much. Yeah. Felt like they didn't give him enough time between each driver. He was really rushing them. Yeah, it was like they just gave him that card, like, go out and do it. He was like, he didn't have a chance to even see what it was. It also made him seem like he knows nothing about Formula One. Yeah. He's a busy dude, I'm sure. You know, he's not, he might not be able to watch every race uh, like we, we can because, uh, you know, he's on TV and stuff. But no, I liked it. I, 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 liked, I liked having him there. I love, he's, he's, you know, he's a legend. Yeah, I would say next year maybe a little bit more LL Cool J, a little less Will I Am. Dude, he hasn't aged. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, he looks exactly. <laughs> the same. He looks exactly like he did in the in like the nineties. Lewis Lewis fucking loved that. I knew that was gonna happen. Like oh, he, he he's the up. only the only driver to like go up to him, give him a hug, get that street like, cred, like that Key and Peele sketch where. Uh, he, the, the Obama one where he like daps yeah. up all the black people, but all the white people get a handshake. Yes. <laughs> We'd all knew that Lewis was getting the dap. <laughs> oh man. And we did have a race this weekend. We have our own intro before we get into that. Yeah. Roll it, roll it. Question for all of you except Roman Grosjean. To whom it may concern, fuck you. More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. We all know Liberty wants to do it, do it up big in the U.S. Uh, I saw a menu from the paddock 
you know, you, you know, those tickets you can have access to the pit lane and you sit pretty much the VIP section. I think they're like eight to 12 grand. Yeah. Like what the paddock passes F1 paddock pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I saw a little menu here and, uh, I just want to give you a few menu items and see if you, you know, would actually go for these on your Miami Grand Prix experience here. Uh, How would you say about a watermelon and tomatillo salad? And how much would you be willing to pay for that? How much would I be willing to pay for that? (laughs) Yeah. How much is a watermelon? Is there feta that comes with it? Uh, There's goat cheese. Oh, okay. okay. I'd probably go, you know, maybe maybe 15 bucks, 15 in that range. Yeah. That seems, that seems like a, a reasonably overpriced salad at a sporting event. Uh, but this one is 250 US dollars. What? Yeah. It says it's for four people. So you're getting a big ass salad, but those are the prices that we're talking about at the Miami Grand Prix. Hold on. $250 for a four person tomatillo and watermelon goat cheese salad? No, that's 63. That's 62 and a half dollars <laughs> yeah, per, per person for that salad. No fucking way. Yeah, and if you want to go with the nachos, the carne asada nachos, that's 275 US dollars. Oh my days. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I'm doing? I'm finding another table of people and we're going eight people deep on that. You know, bring that bring that price down a little bit, which is still what? 275 divided by 8. That's still 30 almost it's $34 a head for for probably what is a tiny ass plate of nachos. I mean, that's Monaco level. They also have caviar there, but I'm not going to get into those prices because you, you can imagine if the salad is for 250 bucks, caviar is a little bit more pricey. Yeah. Uh, but paddock pass aside, we had we had the second race in Miami, and uh, after the snooze fest that was Baku, it was actually a pretty good race. Uh, yeah, it was actually yeah, it was, it was a it was a very fun race. I thought um, a lot of a lot of action. A lot of passing. A lot of passing. Actually, you you bring up a good point. It had the most passes of the year with 60 overtakes. Really? Yeah. And Damn. I think most of them came from drivers out of place. Obviously, Max won the Grand Prix from P9, which hadn't been done in over 30 years, apparently. To win from that deep in the field? No, not that deep, but that position. So kind oh. of a useless. That's kind of, yeah. Fact. <laughs> but, you know, I had to Check that one at the door. Done. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Max was out of position. Lewis is also out of position. Um, you know, having qualified not so well. P13. Yikes. So we, we had a lot of drivers kind of, you know, making their way up the field. And, and even with the whole issue of the track being not so grippy offline. Uh, yeah. Turned out better than I expected. I was a little worried before the race. I think we got a big answer to our question that we asked last week here is can Checo be a title contender? And I feel like Max took that <laughs> and kind of squashed his dreams <laughs> by coming through the field and, uh... and dominating Checo. That must have felt bad, man. I, I actually feel bad for, for Checo a little bit here. Started on pole. I, there's nothing you can say negative about Max's drive. I like, it's hard for me, you know. We all know I'm not a, a huge Max fan, but you've got to respect the dude, and that was arguably one of his best drives of his career. Yeah, I think I'll go ahead and say that was the best drive of his career. I mean, unreal. The most impressive for me, I think. I don't remember him dominating the field this much. 
It's not even the fact that he made it through the field. Like, we all kind of figured that would happen and then see what happens with him and Checo. But let's uh, uh, he still finished five seconds more over five seconds ahead of Checo. Yeah, I, I you know, Fernando had predicted uh, that Max would be in his mirrors by lap 25, and he was already he already passed uh, Fernando by lap 14. 14, that's, yeah, it that's was how nuts. He got. And he did a few really good overtakes, actually. Did a double overtake on K-Mag that was battling with Leclerc, which was amazing. I mean, you can tell that 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 Red Bull with the DRS on the straight is a fucking rocket ship. Like, it's just, it's like a different formula. It's like Formula 0.5, what they have going on there. <laughs> it's just called Formula. There's no other. Yeah. <laughs> formula Zero. Or whatever. That, like, <laughs> that, like Will I Am song that re- released this weekend, which is... Almost sounds like it, it feels like it was written by the insane clown posse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but but yeah, dude. Um, wow, Max. Uh, Checo. Max dominated. Is is this a case of Checo? Can Checo bounce back from this? Or is uh, do you think this is going to... This kind of just gives us the tone for the rest of the year here. It's not over. I'm 50. I'm on. I'm like 50-50 on this. Because maybe it's, it's more just the it's more just the the side of me that wants to see a battle but yes. the other side of me says max wanted to embarrass checo this weekend he would never say that but i have a feeling that after baku max like max made it his job to come out and make sure that he put in a performance that would not only silence all of his haters which i mean Kind of shut me the fuck up. <laughs> that's that's hard to do. <laughs> after, yeah, exactly. after my 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 rant last weekend, but uh, he he or last after last race, yeah. I mean, uh, after that performance, it's hard for me to say that Checo can edge out Max for this title. Max is going to have to have something go severely wrong in multiple races, right? Because he's not making he he didn't make a mistake. And no. he did it with just, I mean, the, the, when you saw where he was by lap 14, I, I, I think I even texted you. I was like, or texted the group. I was like, this is, this is yes. fucking nuts. I feel bad for Checo, but also every year Max has one or two of these races where he's just so far ahead. And uh, who knows? He could have a DNF or two and that could help. Um, that could help out Checo even things. Maybe I kind of want to see them go wheel to wheel and, and not finish so clean. Like that was a very clean pass. You could tell they were told, you know, don't, yeah, don't, don't fuck it up. Yeah, absolutely. Don't fuck not. it up, basically. And I don't know. Red Bull's looking ominously good. They've won the first five races in a row, uh, and out of those five wins, they've got four one twos. Like that is another level. Yeah, their best start to any season ever. And it doesn't even matter where they start. I mean, Max was way ahead before Q3. Got unlucky, I'd say, in Q3, and he just made his way back. For Checo, though, you, you feel for the guy because when you start on pole <laughs> and your team ends in ninth uh, and he still comes back at you, that's that's a little demoralizing. But it is what it is. There, there'll, there might be some tracks where, you know, kind of like Baku, where performance is more even. Maybe Checo might edge him out. But yeah, looking tough looking tough and uh it's looking tough for um my boy fernando right now because he's hoping for that double dnf so he can finally get a win but fourth podium in the last five races 
I mean, tough for him. I mean, tough meaning like, you know, the Red Bulls are, are truly in their own league right now. Let's look at where Lance Stroll finished. Lance finished, finished P12, right? Um, That's right. Which, I mean, he, <laughs> he was also out in Q1. Gotta say, Fernando himself is driving at pretty unbelievable level. I'd say you put Fernando in the Red Bull, we have a fucking title fight. I'd, I'd agree with that. I think, I think he's very consistent. And Fernando continued. Uh, he has a way of just making it all about him in every race. And <laughs> he managed to give Lance more driving tips. And it's condescending, but at the same time, it makes him look better. It's like this whole Machiavellic plan of Alonso to make him look like the best driver in the field basically he has the time during the race to look at the tv screen see where lance is say oh that was a nice overtake oh give him these settings and all that and for some reason lance is smiling still i'd be a little pissed i think do you think this is like a mentoring contract for fernando there's something going on behind the scenes where you know i'm sure lawrence stroll has basically made it clear that lance is going to have a seat in formula one for the foreseeable future um, unless, <laughs> I mean, unless he went full savage and just like, no, you're not performing. So get the fuck off my team. I don't care if you're my son. Uh, don't see that happening personally, but <laughs> yeah, that, would be, feeling, <laughs> that might be the biggest upset. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd be nuts. Uh, but I do think, I, I think there is a, Lance is in a good position to have Fernando as his teammate and maximize performance out of that car. I, I think Fernando genuinely does want to help him. Because he wants to see the team succeed because the more the team succeeds, you know, the better it is for him. And, you know, that that to me is the most important thing for them right now. So anyway. Very true. I mean, that that I, I can hear that. I can also see that by him putting in these big results and dominating his teammates so much, it also makes him look even stronger. But yeah. I think you're right. A stronger Aston Martin is good for Alonso. It's good for F1. There's a lot of obviously conversation about where Lewis ends up, but you know, at Mercedes, I think it it says a lot to Lewis about what what you can you know what you can accomplish. And I think you know, looking at Mercedes weekend, the conversations about where Lewis goes may get a little bit louder. And it was yeah. it was an odd it was an odd one for 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 Mercedes this weekend. Even though they think they still finished, you know, they did. They didn't finish poorly. Uh, they still finished P4 and P6. So they started off the weekend uh, by putting in some times in free practice, although they were on softer tires than everyone else, but still P1 and P2. And then qualifying kind of went haywire. Lewis couldn't even make it to Q3, uh, qualified, you know, 13th. But in the race, they kind of turn it around. And it just seems like when you hear Toto Wolf, they don't really understand why the car isn't doing certain things. And sometimes I don't think they understand why the car is doing certain things, you know, well as well. So a little worrying, but <laughs> that's, that's the bigger issue is that they, <laughs> they when the car's doing the right thing, they're like, I don't know how that happened. Like I pressed the button and it just did it. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it does yeah. seem like they don't have answers for when the car is not driving well. And when the car is driving well, so it's like, okay. And you know, they have a big update coming up and obviously the team is, playing that down because if that update was the answer to all the questions they would have been put earlier, you know, I think Toto said there's no silver bullet, but they will get a performance boost hopefully. But uh, yeah, you wanted to talk about um, the teammate dynamic there. Yeah. 
I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to fuel too much of this fire, but I do think we saw a moment, an incident on track, uh, basically where George was 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 clearly outperforming Lewis, and um, there was there were team orders basically passed down, and Lewis mm. said, "I'm not just going to give him the position, but he can pass me." I don't want to say that there's necessarily tension yet, but the Lewis's you know higher uh, is is still higher in points than than George. Uh, 56 to, to George's 40. Yeah, I think Lewis is feeling the pressure a little bit, and he he wants to see George, you know, challenge him equally. I personally saw that as more of a don't ask me to lift to let Russell through because yeah, there was like a DRS train there and whatnot. They were on different strategies. Right. Uh, Lewis was actually very strong during the race com- compared to Russell. We'll keep an eye on those two because it could it could get a little interesting. I think between the two. Who knows? Yeah, like like I said, I, I I don't know if it's if it's it could just be one moment on track and and but I do think that given Lewis isn't isn't dominating right the mm. the team there's a little bit of pressure because I think you know when Valtteri is on the team I think there was definitely a feeling where like all right I got this dude in my back pocket like it's no big deal <laughs> yeah but with George it's not it's not it's not as black and white no man four one and qualifying this year to George yeah. that's huge. Especially when Lewis is the the record setter for pole positions in in F one, right. so exactly he's not uh, he's not slow over one lap. <sighs> but you know what? It's getting to that time of the podcast where the <laughs> <laughs> jingle for this part of the season. Yeah, I think I think we do. It's that much dreaded. Uh, let's get the Ferrari update here. <laughs> Damn, another <laughs> another tough weekend here. Charles has been crashing a lot. Charles has been crashing. I, 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 I saw a stat, uh, which I don't agree with. Uh, Charles has crashed more times in the first five races of this year than Mick Schumacher crashed last year. But I am getting a bit worried because both drivers have admitted this weekend that this car is not easy to drive on the limit. So they have to drive at maybe 97% or 98% because once they push it, car handling kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, finally for once it feels like Ferrari and this this I think is credit to Fred Vasseur. Um it feels like strategy isn't the problem. No. It it feels like it's either a, a driver problem or a car problem or a combination of both, which is I think what it is. Um Charles doesn't know how to push that car to the limit without bending it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> every time there's a during free practice qualifying there's a yellow flag i my heart kind of starts racing I'm like fuck is that is that charles again uh but you know what qualifying wasn't too bad you know carlos signs put it in p3 and obviously qualifying was hindered by charles's crash himself here's what i think about charles i think he's one of the fastest drivers on the grid and i think over one lap i will say this i think he is the fastest driver currently and it, he does take huge amount of risks. I think you nailed it with the, the combination of car and drivers. I think they're overdriving. It kind of reminds me of 2020 when Charles and Carlos were overdriving the car. Clearly, they went a step backwards this year and they're trying to overdo it, trying to make up for the car's limitations. And yeah, qualifying P3, obviously Leclerc was out and I think they finished They finished in the points, but compared to Aston Martin and Mercedes, I think Ferrari was slightly behind this weekend. They finished P5 and P7. Yeah, listen, they they recovered well given what happened with Charles. 
the the post race commentary from both drivers was not great. Did you see them talk after the race? They they yeah. both were looking at each other like, "What the fuck is going on with this car?" Yeah, they they like. I think Lawrence Barreto was, you know, basically re or he interviewed Charles first, then he interviewed uh, uh, Carlos, and you know he re he basically uh, shared what what Carlos or Charles, sorry, what Charles had said earlier, and he's like, yeah, I mean Charles nailed it. We don't know what the hell to do with this car. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! But dude, like it, it seems like I mean, funny enough, kind of similar to Mercedes. It feels like the drivers don't know how to f- how to correct this yeah and i don't know if you heard christian horner also mentioned this weekend i think they pointed out how much they were dominating and he said you know well we did a regular step forward it just seems like the others didn't do as big of a step and when yeah. you see what aston martin's done that's a huge step forward but merck and merck and, and ferrari have gone they've gone forward because they're faster than last year, but they've just gone at a lesser pace than those two. And it's a bit worrying. And I, I haven't heard of a big update for Ferrari, but Merck is coming up soon. We both know that that Charles and Carlos are, are insanely talented drivers, obviously. Um, I just, I do wonder if, if it's more on them than it is the car. But I will say this. What I don't like, and I think there was a, a Ralph Schumacher quote that came out uh, either Ooh. yesterday or today, and he's like, you know, it's this is on the drivers, not on the car, but this goes back to the intrinsic issue that is Ferrari, which is never criticize the car. You know, it's part of the culture there. I I think, again, it comes back down to both, but... The car can historically at Ferrari never can never be criticized because it's always been engineered properly or whatever bullshit yeah. you want to say. Don't don't t- don't talk about the team in public, basically. Right. Don't yeah. criticize so, the team. So I don't know. I, I think we'll see what happens. I'm not again, I fucking Ferrari dude. <laughs> I don't think it's time for the alarm bells, but I don't think they cannot get complacent. And I think the drivers need to do some some serious man in the mirror moments because it does feel like it's on them as well. You know, Charles like, we can see Charles incident this weekend. So way too much curb into that corner. Yeah. I saw side by side, I think with Max and, and, uh, and Charles was half the car was over the curb basically. So yeah. that's clearly a driver error. I think everyone needs to realize, okay, we're not, we're not going to fight for anything this year. Uh, if they get a win at some point this year, that would be a miracle. I've, honestly, if anyone gets a win other than Red Bull this year, that might be a miracle. But they need to start building this team. Uh, you can be a really good driver when you're given a good car, but you also have to prove that you can develop a car into something fast right. and bring it yep. to Red Bull. Oh. <laughs> that's just such a sigh. Yeah. <laughs> such a <sighs> sigh. Really. That's, that's the Ferrari jingle. <laughs> yeah. Just a, oh, my God. <laughs> Get got so. But there was a bit, you know, Ferrari can take. As a con- engine constructor, there was a you know a good result in the midfield with Haas, uh, yep. K Mag, uh, with the crazy qualifying P four and uh, brought in brought scored some points that he really needed that that was really heartwarming, especially for Haas on home soil in the U S. Yep. Although it's strange, man, it doesn't seem like Haas is really capitalizing on being an American team. I feel like they'd be doing more PR with that, but K-Mag, strong, strong results. And he really had the measure of Hulkenberg this weekend. Just going back to the, the Haas thing. Haas never, like 
while they're owned, you know, it's it's an American team. I've never really felt like this strong American allegiance to them. I'm not I'm not right? sure sure why that is. Do you think maybe it's because they race with a Russian flag for, <laughs> for a couple of years? <laughs> yeah, it's still baffling to me. Let's put a Russian flag on our car, basically. But we're an American team. Just really odd. I think. It, it, dude, Haas should be happy with this weekend. I think they could be really encouraged by that. In the midfielders, we, we need to talk about Alpine also. They're wow. one of the teams that we mentioned last week saying they need a quiet weekend, uh, score points, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, we got uh, Gasly and Ocon both in the points, P8 and P9. Yep. Double point scoring. Couldn't, couldn't have done much more. And I feel like when Alpine is on it, they're not that far. Hear me out. They're not that far behind Merck and Ferrari. Gasly was battling with Lewis, with Charles, and he wasn't being dropped. So I think that Alpine has potential. I'm not going to, no big claims on wins or podiums this year, but I feel like this car has a solid foundation and I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, I think Laurent Rossi, basically yeah. calling them out publicly was 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 also important because i mean the last the last few races have been just an absolute fucking nightmare for them and i think they had i mean i'd say it was a qu- relatively quiet weekend for them in the sense that you know both of them put it into like they were they were in the top 10 they were both in in q3 um and and both finished in the points. I think that's the kind of result they need to consistently have if they want to kind of battle for that 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 P4 P5 position. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to just point out also one more driver uh is Yuki. His results this season it's kind of heartbreaking. P11, P11, P10, P10, P11. I think he's doing the best he can in that car and he needs to get some praise because we see what's going on, on the other side of the garage with oh, man. Nick DeVries, who we mentioned last week as well. And who not a good weekend for him driving yet- into Lando turn one. <laughs> yeah. Yet, yet another weekend of, of just Nick decries. Dec- uh, <laughs> Dec- 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 I don't know. Uh, that was, <laughs> that was a stretch. Uh, <laughs> I think, that's a crafty. There's a little crafty. Yeah, I'll cro- some craftyisms. <laughs> I no, I think Yuki is Yuki is is putting that the the Alpha Tauri in a position um, that's probably the best it can do. Like you know, maybe fighting for P nine or P ten during during a race weekend. Uh, but DeVries, man, I mean, wow, uh, the guy is not. This is this is not who he is. So it's shocking. I think that's what makes it even more shocking. Yeah. Well, we'll keep him on that list, man, of uh, you need a result. Otherwise, things might start heating up, especially yeah. at AlphaTauri. Well, I think the other the, the other one, too, is McLaren. Rough, rough results. I think so. We got McLaren P17 and P19. Damn, it looks even worse than the first race of the season, which already looked really bad. Yeah. <laughs> McLaren, I mean, they only have 14 points, which is nuts. But so, so too does does Alpine. I mean, it's it's really a, a battle for that P5, P6. Is P5 really is the battle? But right. Not finishing in the points, and not only not finishing in the points, but finishing, you know, 17 and 19th is 
is worrying. What I also found fascinating is that you had uh, Alex Palou, who races for Aero McLaren SP in the IndyCar series there. Or I'm sorry, he doesn't race for them. He races for Chip Ganassi in IndyCar, right. but was repping McLaren all weekend. So I found that a little strange uh, as, as a resident IndyCar guy, but he's not a reserve driver, but he is, as far as F1 is concerned, I believe he is under contract with McLaren. So like he, that was like one of the results from last year, but I felt a little bit wanton from him, like a little too desperate being like walking around the paddock and in McLaren colors yet his team in IndyCar is Chip Ganassi. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't personally like it, but I think just going back to McLaren, it almost feels like no one's safe there right now. You think so? I, I, I think the drivers are not really to blame uh, once again, I think that uh, Piastri put in a good performance. Uh, on the first lap, he had a, I think he passed Lewis, then he got passed again by Lewis. I think he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And what I see is that he's much closer to Lando than Danny Rick was last year. I think Lando even called that out, and he said, you know, it didn't, it didn't help that Nick DeVries hit me at the start, but it also wasn't the only reason why we're why our race sucked it's because our car sucks so we need to work on that i mean i don't know piastri still finished one lap down and like true basically Uh, right in front of lynn or um logan Sargent. so i don't know who was the local uh yeah the most local like that's talk about a home race i think (laughs) logan was racing less than 20 minutes away from where he grew up i think he's from fort lauderdale around there like that Yeah, yeah yeah Uh, yeah, it was a home race for him. I don't have much to say about the Williams at this point. Oh, I think Albon was very upset as well. Uh, not a good weekend for Williams, uh, but we know that they do well in certain tracks that have very fast straights, usually when there's less downforce needed. So I think they're going to be hurting in the next few rounds, Williams. <laughs> yeah. They're waiting for yeah. that Monza race. <laughs> yeah, that and maybe Silverstone. Yeah, and Spa maybe. So let's just look at uh, the the driver standings right now real quick. We got... You know, last week we were very excited. Maybe Perez could be leading, but he's not. Uh, he is 14 points behind uh, Max, with uh, who's leading with 119. We got Checo, Fernando strong P3, Lewis still P4 with 56 points. Then we got Sainz, Russell, Charles Leclerc, and Lance Stroll in P8. And speaking of points, <sighs> someone had a big weekend. <laughs> Yeah, in, boy. In our stand championship where we give our predictions before the race. F. Knowles, I will give it to you. You cleaned up this weekend with a whopping 27 to zero. Yeah. <laughs> what up? Guess who's back? Back again. This is what happens when you have faith in Checo. <laughs> I, I put the same. <laughs> I put the Rebel one suit just in the wrong order. Wrong order. Give, give me zero points. But well done. You now lead the championship. 71 to 48. Yeah, man. It uh, feels good to be back on top. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I still have yet to win the Grandstand Championship, so it would be nice to do it this year, but it's it's a long-ass season. So it's a long got, season. we got a you lot know, we, more races to go. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a triple header coming up, so we have we have a little break before the next race. Um, when next week, we'll go into the Imola preview and then we will go into, yeah, Imola, Monaco, and Barcelona, back to back to back. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, more of those twisty tracks, some old school tracks as well, obviously. 
And let's see, can Ferrari do something on home soil? I was there last year. I was very disappointed. <laughs> but I guess that's that's what a, being a Ferrari fan is. That wraps it up here in Miami, unless you have anything else you want to... No, man. Uh, I'm excited for, for these next few races coming up. I mean, let's see if Checo can can bring it to, to Max. I'm just more excited to see what happens in that, that battle for the for P2. And we got the Merck updates coming up, so we'll be going into that next week. In the meantime, you know what to do. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps us out. And follow us at the Grandstand F1 on social media. And we'll see you next week for the Evil Lab Preview.